Love is spiritual, not natural. You ever think about that? This is absolutely miraculous. With love, you get the results now. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to Deep Water. Uh, today, uh, we're discussing terrorism and asking the question, are you a closet terrorist? Um, so let's get started. Uh, I will never in my life forget. Uh, I was uh, a much younger man then and uh, we lived in, that was two houses ago uh, where we were living when the uh, 911 occurred and the bombing of the World Trade Center towers. And uh, it, it, like everyone else, it was like nothing I'd ever seen in my life. It was something I really never thought I would see uh, on American soil. Maybe no good reason for thinking that, but I did. <clears throat> and it was just, you know, the old expression, you know, uh, my, my jaw dropped, jaw dropping. Um, I, I'm sure I was standing, standing there with my wife Hope watching the TV, just, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. Um, I'm not sure <clears throat> we should be that surprised. Um, Terrorism has been around since the dawn of time. It will probably be here uh, forever. Um, there are ancient manuscripts that talk about there always have been and always will be wars and rumors of wars. Um, it, it's, to me, really part of that spiritual struggle between living your life in self-interest, which is where terrorism, wars, and things come from, versus trying to live your life based on what's right and in love. But there's, there's a lot of um, circumstances, there's a lot of factors that come into play. If someone has been brainwashed, like cult brainwashing or brainwashing to the point almost of programming, which uh, we know happens fairly regularly, um, and they commit a terrorist act, are they responsible for it? Or is it just uh, whoever does it is responsible and that's it? Uh, I don't think it's quite that simple. Um, I remember one of the uh, most enjoyable book signings I've ever done was at a, um, a maximum security prison. Uh, one of the best groups I've ever had, uh, the best questions and response. I, I, I mean, it was a wonderful, wonderful day for me. And uh, one of the interesting that things that happened is that there was a um, iman there, kind of the preacher or pastor uh, for Islam, Muslim faith. And um, he was doing a thing there too, and so during some of the down times, you know, we would talk, and he was a very nice man. I liked him. Uh, we, I, 
I felt like we kind of hit it off. And uh, I remember one of the dead times toward the end of the day, and we had started to talk about, you know, some religious issues and things like that. And I asked him, um, and, and I told him, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Uh, I'm just ignorant and curious. And I said, do you believe, based on your book, that you are supposed to kill me? And uh, his face completely changed from anything I'd seen that day. It wasn't anger. Uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. And after a long, long pause, and I thought he wasn't going to answer, and I even reminded him, now you don't have to answer that. And he said, no, I will. Um, and here's what he said. Yes, but I promise you I'm not going to. Remember, my question was, do you believe according to your book you're supposed to kill me? His answer, yes, but I promise you I'm not going to. And um, my response to him is, I believe that what my book says to do and what I'm supposed to do is to love you regardless, no matter what. And uh, he teared up at that and, and held his hand. I thought he was going to hug me at first, but he didn't hug me, but a very warm, kind uh, handshake. Uh, he also told me that day we were talking about terrorist attacks, which he was completely against. Um and speaks against and everything else. But he also told me that day that one of the real problems in America is that if a uh, Muslim finds out that they have a terrorist in their midst or that there's about to be a terrorist attack, in uh, the average situation, they will not tell the authorities. Uh, and the reason, I was told, is because they know if they do, themselves, their family, and everyone they love and care about will be killed for doing that. So um, they try not to help them any more than they have to, but they virtually never report them. Uh, out of fear of rep reprisal. In fact, he said they could kill the whole congregation for, you know, if, if they were betrayed out of that congregation. So it might mean many people being killed by their own people. Um, terrorism is responsible uh, for about 20,000 deaths a year. And sometimes that goes up to 35 or 40. Some years it's down to 10 or 12. Uh, there were several years in the last 10, I believe, where it was around 10 or 12 or 14, but then there were several that were over 30, uh, which means uh, about a million people over the last 50 years have been um, killed by terrorism. I, I would guess the wounded number would be at least two or three times that. Um, a million over 50 years, probably two to three million injured 
over 50 years, maybe more. And that's ones that we know about. There's, there's others that um, in the research I did are uh, unknown. It, it have never been reported and are not included in any statistics. Um, when, uh, when Hope kicked me out of the house, uh, after about a year and a half of us being married, uh, I was in my, uh, 20s, and she said, I need you to leave the house. I can't stand with you. I can't stand to live with you another day. And, uh, and I left, and we ended up getting back together later. Been married 34 years now. But um, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. And uh, one of the things that happened as a result of that is I kind of threw everything overboard as far as what I had been taught and what I believed. Uh, religiously, spiritually, financially, uh, in almost every way. Uh, I did that because what I was doing wasn't working. Every area of my life was crashing at the same time. I was about to go bankrupt. I was about to be fired from my job. My wife was about to kick me out of the house and divorce me. I felt bad in my health all the time. Uh, you, uh, you name it. I, I was pretty miserable and put on a really good face most of the time of being pretty happy. Um, so I threw everything overboard and I studied every major religion, every major religious book, um, everything I could get my hands on, new age, Christian science, uh, everything. I studied it and, uh, and, and it was one of the best things I've ever done. And if you've never done that, I would highly recommend it. It's hard to truly own your belief if you've never searched out any others. In fact, the word integrity means the whole truth. And Solomon said more than 3,000 years ago, considered by many the wisest man who ever lived, always be open and searching for new things. Okay, We get stagnant and we start to have problems and die. But anyway, anyway, um, the conclusion I had over that is that was this: um, the life I would want to live and would feel would be the most successful life I could ever live. And I was thinking about from this place of everything crashing at the same time was a life of love, a life of passion, a life of what is right, not what I believe is wrong. Um, uh, a life of being focused on and helping and befriending others, not just thinking about me, me, me all the time, which is the way I had been living, me, me, me. And, th and it had gotten me in this hole. And pretty much every system I found of religion or worldview or whatever had one thing in common, and it was this. You need to discipline yourself to live the right way. And the right way is if you do good, you get good. If you do bad, you get bad. Okay? So um, you need to really 
you know, every morning, uh, uh, pull your boots up tight, buckle that belt tight, and with your willpower and discipline, live the life that day that is the best one for you to live. Well, problem was, that's exactly what I had been trying to do all my life. I was raised being taught those things. I could not do it. And finally got to a place where I gave up because uh, I knew I, I can't do this right, okay? Well, there was one book and one system in the world that I found that had a different system. And it was, if you do good, you get good. If you do bad, you still get good long term. And it was the only system like that in the world that I could find, religious or not. Um, and um, so at the end of my quest, that's the one I chose, first of all, believing it was the one that was true. And the reason I believed it was the one that was true is that if there is a God or supreme being of some kind, um, I would hope and pray that that supreme being is a being of love predominantly, okay? Because I believe the most intelligent, the smartest, the, the by far best way to live is that way, by love. And, and I know from uh, biological psychology and, uh, and biological medicine that the only way we work right as a body, mind, spirit, human being, person. The only way this machine works right is if I'm living that way, in love, trying to do what's right. If I'm focused on myself, which we call pain, seek uh, pleasure and, and avoid pain, we call it action-reaction, we call it stimulus-response, we call it karma, we call it reap what you sow. When you're living that system, that's when your brain keeps flipping the stress switch, which suppresses your immune system. And it's not, will you get sick? It's when and what's the first place that'll break. Okay? So the only way we work right is if we're living with an intention of love and what is right and what is true. Okay. The problem with that is if we just evolved, you know, from the goo in the pond, um, that there's no way we'd be programmed for love. We would be programmed for survival of the fittest. Because that's what that system is. The evolution we evolved from, that is survival of the fittest. That's the name of the system. Okay? And that is, make sure I've got what I need. Well, we know from examining the body, we malfunction when we live that way. And we function correctly and live to be a hundred and are happier and make more money and are more, more successful. I mean, you name it, when we try to live this way. Okay? So... To me, that's the one that had to be true because there was only one in the world that said, this is the system. 
The others said this is the system. All of them. Every single one. I found one that taught this system as far as this is how, this is what you want in life, but this was how you got there. And, and no way that'll work. Okay? So, <clears throat> um, so I came out of there with uh, what I thought was the truth, uh, that there was a God, there's one God, He is love and built us to love, and His system is if I do good, I get good, but if I do bad, I still get good, because that's what love would always choose for the object of its love, to get good in the end, no matter what. Okay? Well, terrorism goes directly against that. Uh, the um, definition of terrorism <clears throat> is the unlawful or harmful use of force or violence to coerce in order to obtain an objective. Let me read that one more time. The unlawful or harmful use of force or violence to coerce in order to obtain an objective. How does that fit with love and truth? It doesn't at all. It goes against it. Um, and the, the Yaman that I talked with, I know the dilemma that he's in. I, I really do because that was one of the religions I studied. Um, most Muslims say you know, we are about peace and we want peace and love and all that stuff. Um, the, the problem is their book says both. Their book says to kill and it talks about peace. And I believe that's why it's splintered. That the majority um, believe the peace and try to live that, but some believe the uh, violence and killing, and that that's the way to paradise. That's the way to heaven, and maybe the only way to be sure uh, of getting there. And it's twisted to be for what to them seems like a good reason, because they are bad people, basically. Okay? Where the, um, the spiritual um, truth that I found is that you love your enemies, even if they are bad people. You love them no matter what. If they're good people, bad people, you love them. All right? So, um, it's a complicated issue because their book says both. Okay. But outside of their book, every other book I can find, except one, says you have to earn it. If you want to get a good objective, you have to earn it with your own willpower, your own intention, your own self-control, your own strength. And if you don't earn it, if you slip up and do a bad thing, then you're going to get a bad thing back. All except one, which says you get good no matter what. Which is the one I believe is true. Okay, so why did I say um, are you a closet abuser? Well, um, 
The definition for terrorism, I just read, the unlawful or harmful use of force or violence to coerce in order to obtain an objective. The definition of abuse is, is this, to treat with cruelty or violence in order to achieve an objective. Now, let me read those again, okay? The definition of terrorism, the unlawful or harmful use of force or violence to coerce in order to obtain an objective. Abuse, the un, uh, to treat with cruelty or violence to obtain an objective. The definitions of terrorism and, and abuse are almost identical. I, I mean, both of them are about inflicting harm on someone by cruelty or force and then the third part is to get something that I want. Okay? So, terrorism is, makes the news most of the time it happens. Um, according to uh, statistics, one in three women have been physically abused. One in four men have been physically abused. Okay? that statistic's probably a lot higher than you thought it was if you're not in that profession. One in three women? One in four men? So, you know, if I'm in a crowd and there's a thousand people there, we're talking 30-40% of them have been abuse. Uh, unbelievable. Okay, let's keep going. Emotional abuse which can be even more destructive than physical abuse because typically in physical abuse, the person will be have an easier time blaming the abuser. In emotional abuse, a lot of times when that happens, the person ends up blaming themselves. If I had not done this, if I had not uh, spilt the milk, if I had not uh, done this thing, then they wouldn't have done that, so it's really my fault. Where in physical abuse, it's much easier to put the blame where it rightfully is with the abuser. There's no good reason or excuse for that. Okay, So emotional abuse, two-thirds of women have experienced emotional abuse. Two out of every three. Three out of every four men have experienced emotional abuse. So. Now you're talking, if you're in a big crowd, you're talking 75% of the crowd has either been emotionally or physically abused. Well, what does abuse do? Abuse is trauma, which, which sends a stress signal to your brain, causes your brain to flip the fight or flight switch when it should not be flipped, and now all of a sudden, your uh, energy goes to the large muscle groups and your heart so you can fight or run. Your blood flow in your brain goes away from creativity, problem solving, to the animal brain, again, fight or flee. Okay? Um, and your, your unconscious mind sends you negative emotions negative thoughts, uh, and for, for many people, 
They almost live in that state every single day. Uh, that's supposed to happen once or twice a year when your life really is in imminent danger, like a car wreck or something. The statistics are, for most people today, they're going into fight or flight five to 30 times a day. 99% of the time, their life is not in imminent danger. So it's a malfunction. What causes the malfunction? Abuse. Trauma. That's what causes the malfunction. Okay? Um, Hope and I had a, a very unusual um, Saturday, one, one day about 20 years ago. We were sitting in chairs side by side and there was a little table in between us. Um, and we were reading books, reading the paper, something like that. And Hope reached over and pulled out the top drawer of the thing and screamed. And I mean, she screamed, what, the expression I've heard, she screamed bloody murder. She screamed like her, somebody was trying to kill her, all right? And I looked over at what she was screaming about and started laughing which I probably should not have done, but it was my first reaction. I started laughing at what she was screaming about, okay? And it took her the rest of the day to kind of come down from that. Later in the day, I, I saw a single rose and started to cry and hope was like, oh, that is so beautiful. So in two situations, we looked at the same thing and had the opposite response. Okay, screaming, laughing, uh, very sad, crying, and happy and uplifted. Okay, so what was it? Uh, Hope pulled the drawer out and it was Harry's rubber snake that did not remotely look like a snake, okay? Uh, the rose was on my mother's coffin the last time I saw her at her funeral, which was the last red rose I had seen, okay? See, we're programmed by our experiences and the trauma experiences are protected and highlighted all the time. Why? because it might be something life-threatening. It's part of our survival instinct, but our memories have devolved over the years instead of evolved. Every generation has its traumas, which almost always have a lie in them, and they get passed down to the next generation that adds all their traumas and then pass it on to the next generation. And we've gone from um, going into fight or flight once every six months to five to 30 times a year, which puts us into stress all the time, which makes us feel bad. And when we feel bad, we tend to act bad toward other people. Okay? So about 75% of everyone in a crowd has either been emotionally or physically abused, and that's part of their programming. And if that has not been healed or fixed, that is a very probable malfunction somewhere down the road. Well, 
What, is, what, what kind of malfunction? To abuse others. The abuser abuses. The anger tends to beget more anger. Okay? And we tend to repeat patterns. All right? So, a closet terrorist to me is an abuser. Someone who physically or emotionally, let me read it again, um, treats someone with cruelty or violence, and let me tell you, yelling names, cursing, uh, belittling, uh, extreme criticizing, that is violence. That is absolutely violence. Unlawful or unharmful use of force or violence to coerce someone else in order to obtain an objective. And sometimes the objective may just be making, letting me feel better or blow off some steam. Okay? Um, abuse, for abuse, uh, okay, back again. For terrorism, we're talking 20,000 a year, a million over 50 years. For abuse, we're talking 50 per minute. There are 50 abuses happening every minute, either physical or emotional. 50! Uh, there's one helpline call, I think, manned by the government, that receives 20,000 calls a day. 20,000 a day. And most people don't call. In fact, two-thirds of people who have been abused physically or emotionally never get help. But the majority of them grow up and become abusers themselves. Okay, so what's my point? My point is terrorism is a horrible, terrible thing. I'm against it. Almost everyone I know is against it. I think the reason that we have it is because uh, even the people who are experts in that particular book disagree that uh, one expert will say, yes, we're supposed to do the violence. Another expert will say, no, we're not. Okay? So, I don't know that we're ever going to get that figured out except to try to protect ourselves as best we can, which I believe we should do. Okay? Um, the loving thing to the terrorist is not just to let them go ahead and terrorize. The loving thing to the terrorist is to stop them from terrorizing if you can. Okay? Because it's not good for them to kill a thousand people with their bomb. It's not good for them to kill 20 innocent children. Alright? Um, if they live, it, it'll haunt them the rest of their life. I promise you, I've counseled those people for 30 years. Okay? So the loving thing to me is to keep them from doing those things for our sake, for their sake, it's a win-win-win, all right? But what I think we've got to start paying more attention to is that um, 7 out of 10 people have been abused by what I call closet terrorism. Three-quarters of them, I'm sorry, two-thirds of them have never had any help for that. So it's, it's causing malfunctions in their thoughts and feelings. 
And I just promise you, those malfunctions in their thoughts and feelings are later in their life going to turn into either cancer or a gallbladder problem or abusing someone else, causing harm and pain, emotional or physical abuse to someone else. All right? So what's my point? My point is we need to start talking. We need to start using some of these wonderful new methods that can heal a lot of this stuff in minutes and days and weeks, not months and years. Um, We need to take it seriously. If you have negative thoughts and feelings a lot, that you're not supposed to have that, all right? Um, If you are living in a situation, in a in a um, paradigm where you believe if I do good, I get good. If I do bad, I get bad. Then please know you are living in a seek pleasure, avoid pain uh, paradigm. Uh, karma. You reap what you sow. Action, reaction. There is another possibility. And, and it is a system where if you do good, you get good. If you do bad, you still get good. All right? And that's the way our bodies work. It's not just there's a system that says that. That's the way we work as humans. And that's what love would do if, if God, if there is a God, and He is or, or is predominantly love, love would always choose that for the object of its love. And that's how we're built. And that's also what the book says. Okay? So, um... Please do some prayer, meditation, thinking. Um, do whatever you can to help prevent terrorism in the world and innocent people from being harmed. But be aware of closet terrorism, of emotional and physical abuse that has almost the identical definition of terrorism and a very similar effect as terrorism. People dead, people not dead, but uh, traumatized by the abuse, giving them negative thoughts and feelings, causing them to malfunction in their life and hurt other people. Okay? So let's become much more aware of closet terrorism, of emotional or physical abuse, which, of course, is any sort of physical violence, even grabbing hard, that sort of thing, but also emotional. uh, And you don't have to raise your voice to abuse, okay? Belittling someone, extreme criticism over and over and over and over and over, um, negativity just constantly. Uh, They say that the average uh, child needs 10 positives to every negative, in order to not grow up and be an abuser themselves, someone who emotionally or physically abuses themselves because of the malfunctions, all the negativity, were built for 10 positives for every one negative. The stats say the average child today is getting 10 negatives to every positive and in many cases 20 negatives to every positive. So in one sense, Why are we surprised that that terrorism is on the rise and violence is on the rise and all this sort of thing when um, we tend to be having more closet terrorism, emotional and physical abuse behind closed doors, 
than ever before. More and more and more. So do not ever settle for that. Do not ever put up with that. Okay? When it happens, there's a reason. It means there's trauma and abuse, possibly, inside that person that's got to get healed. And there are ways to do that today that, that, that can take very short periods of time instead of years and years and years of talking about your mother and it's still not being effective. You come out with just coping skills, but you've still got the problem and you're still just barely hanging on every day. Okay? So, um, this week, I would encourage you um, test yourself and test the other people who are around. C carry around a piece of paper. You could probably do this on your smartphone or iPad and um, keep track of how many positives you say a day and how many negatives you say a day and to which people. You can be uh, more negative to one person than another. Okay, Keep track of that and then the people that you're around as far as your interaction with them uh, and I wouldn't tell them about this or they'll change. Okay, you want to get an honest uh, temperature here. So the people that you're around, keep track of this. Them, how many negative things do they say to positive things? All right. And the latest statistics of adult relationships are in order for that relationship to just be okay, not fabulous or wonderful, but just okay. We need at least five positives to one negative in adult relationships. So track that and, and see where that is for you with other adults. Um, see where it is with you and children if you have children. Uh, see where it is with your children. If they're 8 or 10 or 12, they're already predominantly programmed by you. What's their positive to negative ratio? And Anything that is below 5 to 1 for adults, 10 to 1 for children invites the possibility that they will become closet terrorists and will hurt other people later in their life because they'll be having negative thoughts and feelings from their unconscious, from being in stress all the time, and those negative thoughts and feelings cause us to be negative to people to criticize, to when they do something that co costs me money or causes me more work, for me to be angry. Okay? And anger is sort of the diagnosis for this. Okay? If when you don't get your way or something goes the way you don't want it to go, do you experience something in the anger family? Anger, irritation, frustration, resentment, bitterness. Google all the negative emotions related to anger. There's a bunch of them. If you experience any of those when you don't get your way or something goes the way you did not want it to go or extreme anxiety, you are probably a closet abuser, a closet terrorist. You are probably hurting people that are that you're around because that that anger and extreme anxiety causes us to act toward ourselves and others in a negative way. And and if we don't act that way, um, 
we're just barely trying to hang on inside to keep from doing it, knowing it's wrong and not wanting to hurt, but inside full of just absolute turmoil and trying to live a way different than what you feel. Well, if you heal these issues, these traumas, these abuses, um, and, and, and again, there are tools like, like Trilogy uh, that can heal these issues usually very, very quickly, minutes, days, weeks, not months and years, and you don't have to go to a counselor or therapist or preacher and, and go through years of stuff, okay? But then, once you do that, I would recommend start living the system that says the way we are built, okay, love and what's right, and you get good long-term no matter what you do because God is love and that's what He wants for me and for you, okay? Uh, And then make a decision, a commitment to live in love and what is right as best I can every single 30 minutes, okay? I used to say forever, but that overwhelmed people. So don't worry about forever, just the next 30 minutes. Do what is loving and what is right in the next 30 minutes, okay? And um, I do believe um, some of the uh, some of the terrorists who, you know, strap bombs to their bodies and drive airplanes, knowing they're going to die too, um, some of that is is probably cult programming, uh, and some of it is they know they're going against their conscience and it's about to kill them inside, but they do it anyway because of the influences of the group that they have and their fears and, and, and things of, the, of that nature. But some of them probably, too, have been very successfully cult-programmed to where they, they just feel sort of numb, but they think what they're doing is right, okay? Um, but all of us know it isn't, that that is a lie. And, and many people who use the same book they do say that. But do what you can on terrorism, but on closet terrorism for hurting, harming people around you in order to achieve something for you, some self-interest. Um, man, that is really terrorism too. So do you do it? Uh, take a, take a um, account of you and everyone in your family. Take account of the people at work. Just start thinking that way. Okay, and think, man, I, I don't want to do this. I want my ratio to be 10 to 1 to the positive with everybody. My kids, my wife, the mailman, people at work, everybody. And I promise you, within 40 days, that will totally change your life. If you make no other change except that, I want, my, I want to have a 10 to 1 positive ratio with everyone in my life, including me, including me, and just see what happens. You'll be a different person in 40 days. Now, a lot of you will not be able to do that because your internal programming to the negative is too strong. You've got too much trauma, too much abuse. So you need to heal some of that first. But once that's healed, you will be able to do that. 
it, not perfectly, but better and better all the time. And the happier you'll get, the healthier you'll get, the better and better our families will get, our cities, our country, the world. If we would just shift to that one thing. Let, let's get a minimum of 5 to 1 positive ratio with adults, 10 to 1 with kids, no negative ratio with anybody. If I've got a negative ratio uh, where I'm more negative to them than positive, man, I need, before the sun goes down, I, I need to make that one right. Because I promise you it's hurting you, the abuser, the one creating the trauma, the one being negative, it's hurting you more than anyone else. Okay? So, um, love, not terrorism, be against and prevent and, and, and um, help the um, people that were harmed with terrorism as best you can. But let's go on a person-to-person, family-to-family, school-to-school, group-to-group um, journey against closet terrorism against physical and emotional abuse, against having a negative positive to, to a, a negative ratio, a negative positive to negative ratio in your interactions to yourself and other people. They've got to be positive and need to be at least five to one for adults, ten to one for kids. Okay? So again, if your ratios are negative, chances are you're a closet terrorist. You're an abuser. You're creating traumas in the lives of other people that are going to hurt them, maybe even their health, cause their thoughts and feelings to be more and more negative, and for them, for their life to get worse, not better because of you. I want everyone's life to get better because of me, or at least not be made worse. All right? Here's how we can do it. Choose love not terrorism. So after I threw everything overboard and went on my search, of course, the Bible is the only book I could find, whether it was a religious text or an instruction book for this particular group, or a Christian science book, or uh, a New Age book about how to live with the, um, you know, we're all God, okay? the universal consciousness and all that. Even those are basically you do good, you get good, you do, you do bad, you get bad. Okay? It's called karma. It's called the law of attraction. Alright? The only one that doesn't is the New Testament of the Bible, um, which says that God paid the highest price to purchase grace for me and for you so that if you do good, you get good. If you do bad, you still get good long term no matter what. There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, and Romans 7, Paul talks about either doing something that's just a mistake or wrong or sinning regularly. He says, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I do want to do, and I do it over and over and over. I don't understand my own actions. But then, here comes the grace. When that happens, it's not me doing it in God's eyes and book. 
So no negative check under me for the sin I just committed because it was paid for 2,000 years ago by Jesus. It belongs to who paid for it, and it does not have to be paid for twice, and I'm not involved in either one of those. So it is not my sin in God's eyes. That's grace. Well, of course, if there's no sin, there's no punishment for it. That's the miracle of grace. Um, So how are we supposed to live our life? Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? Number one is love. Number two is love. And if you do those, you've kept the whole law. And against such, there is no law. John said, you will know them by their love. Those who are followers of Jesus, you will know them by their love. Uh, And the wonderful passage, think about these things. What is true, lovely, excellent, worthy of praise. Think about these things. Okay? Well, if you are doing what those passages say to do, you will be giving your children a 20 to 1 positive to negative ratio. You will be giving adults a 10 to 1 positive ratio to negative ratio or more. You will be a loving effect and impact in their life to the point, as John said, that they should say, man, there's something different about John. Man, what a great guy. I mean, I mess up a good bit, but all I ever get from him is encouragement and positivity and uh, uh, really love. Man, how does he do that? Okay, well, we do it. Not in our strength but in his. Wait on the Lord, Isaiah, and exchange my strength for his strength. That's what the literal passage says in the original language. Wait on the Lord and exchange my strength for his strength. And then I will mount on wings of eagles, run and not grow weary, etc. It's his strength. And the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faith, faithfulness, which is being obedient, right? Well, the faith is God's faith. It comes from the Holy Spirit. It's not my faith of, you know, okay, 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 I got to do this. Now, yeah, I need to have that as what I want, and that's what I'm going to try to do, but I can't do it right in my own strength. But God gives me his strength, his faith, his love. All right. So, I'm sorry to say that in churches and religious organizations, the statistics for closet terrorism, emotional and physical abuse, aren't any better than the rest of the world. They're the same. Which to me... Um, makes me believe that a whole lot of us are not living what we say we are. We say, I'm a Christian, or we say, I'm a believer, but yet, behind the closed doors at home, we are causing emotional and physical traumas to children, to our spouse, uh, etc. And when we're gathered together in a church building, and there's 500 people there, 75% of them have been abused emotionally or physically 
by typically their parents who were in the church before they were in the church. So in the church, the abuse is the same. One out of three women, physical. One out of four men, physical. Two out of three women, emotional. Three out of four men, emotional. That's closet terrorism. And that is not thinking about these things. And that is not acting in love toward your children and your spouse. It's the opposite of that. It's the old law and the old man. If you do good, you get good. Do bad, you get bad. And we always have to be afraid of that and the punishment that comes from that. Okay? Um, Paul said after the, I can't do what I want to do and I don't, I don't understand my own actions. And, and after, when that happens, it's not me doing it. He then says, who will rescue me from this body of death? And he says, thanks be to God through Christ Jesus our Lord who always leads us in victory. So, see where your 5 to 1 or 10 to 1 ratios are with everyone, including yourself, including you and God. And if they are less than 10 to 1, if they're less than 5 to 1, if they're negative instead of positive, you've got some trauma and abuse in you that you need to fix or you're going to hurt the people that um, you want to love and you're going to be a negative impact on the people around you instead of positive. You're a closet terrorist. And, and, and I know that many closet terrorists don't know they are and don't think they are. To them, they're just hanging on by their fingernails doing the best they can. Well, scripturally, that's not true. Okay? We are commanded to love. Uh, the golden rule, treat others the way you would like to be treated. Okay? So, um, yeah, terrorism we think of as something kind of far away and big. But do you have terrorism going on in your own family or your, own, or, or your job or work? Um, or privately? with yourself because of all the negative stuff you feel inside. So you're, you have a big negative ratio inside and you're just sort of dealing with it, you know, trying not to hurt other people because you know that's wrong. Well, eventually you're going to explode. That's like putting a pot, uh, clamping a top on a boiling pot. Eventually you're going to explode if you keep living that way. Exploding may be cancer or heart disease or an affair or whatever. But you've got to pray, repent, confess. Uh, I would do some trilogy and, and stuff like that to heal those things in minutes a lot of times. And then make a commitment to God. I'm going to live in love. I'm going to live with a 10 to 1 positive ratio toward everyone. I'm going to help people uh, who are victims of terrorism not, not make it worse. All right? And um, I think this would be, I, I started this whole thing just as a discussion starter, you know. Invite someone over for pizza and, and um, 
and just sit around and talk about something that's really important. I can't think of much that would be more important than this because if you've got four people sitting there, chances are three of them have been abused in some way or carrying that trauma or fighting against it, mind, body, and spirit, but at times losing, you could really be a huge help to each other and um, heal those things. So um, let's start talking about uh, closet terrorism and eliminating it in our world and your world, wherever you are. Um, you, you've heard and you know probably many of these passages. Let not a word come out of your mouth that is not for education, encouragement, and building up of others. You hear that? Let not one word why? Because it does damage. It's the opposite of love. It hurts. It, it causes health problems. It causes emotional problems. It, it, it causes a person to feel like they are less than they really are. The wonderful, perfect creation of God. Okay, Let not one word. How many words have come out of you that were negative, critical, whatever, in the last week, in the last month, all right? How many of you can say, I've never let one word come out of my mouth that did anything but build up or encourage or was positive to another person? Very few people can say that. But boy, what a great ambition and something to work toward. Um, here's one I love. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the person who is committing closet terrorism, they've got heart problems. They've got memories, thoughts, feelings, beliefs about themselves typically in their heart that are causing them pain, flipping their stress switch on, which sends them negative emotions, negative feelings, negative thoughts, and then out of the abundance of that negative, they speak negative toward another person and it hurts them. And now they put new negative programming in that person that they've got to deal with and sometimes from now on or years. Okay, So if you have a lot of that come out of your mouth, you got heart problems. You need to get some of those tools and start to fix those heart problems. And the more you heal your heart, the more and more positive, loving, kind things will come out of your mouth. Okay? Um, I already mentioned the passage about think about these things. Well, there are some people, and I've counseled a bunch of them, it's impossible for them just to think about those things. They try to over and over and over. They print it out or put it on a post-it note and take it with them, but they, they've got so much junk in their heart, it just overpowers it and, they, and the negative comes out. Well, you've got to heal that negative, and it can through prayer, through confession and repentance, and through using some of the tools like Trilogy that can um, pull the lie out of those memories. And, and the, the negative thing that turns into an abusive thing is always a lie. 
It's always the perception of the thing. Yeah, our house burned down. That's true. But because our house burned down, um, I'm never going to be safe anywhere again. Well, that's the lie. I'm never going to be safe anywhere again. Um, No way you can know that. And chances are it's not true. All right? Yeah, it's true the house burned down, but this part you're believing a lie that's causing anxiety in you when there's no reason for it. All right? The last one, and I've already mentioned it once, and the thing that is supposed to make us different and very recognizable, love your enemies. Pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. Be kind even to them, maybe especially to them. So whether it is worldwide terrorism and bombs or whether it's the much more common three out of four people closet terrorism, our job, your job, if you're a follower of Jesus, love, be kind, and speak the truth. Love, be kind, and speak the truth. And, and, and some people use the truth as a weapon. You know, you did this. No, 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 no. God says speak the truth in love, which means kindness. Kindness comes from the root of love. Speak the truth in love, not speak the truth in abuse or negativity or terrorism or um, to, to pound someone and make them feel bad and hurt them. No, that is, that is wrong. That is not biblical. Okay? So, speak the truth, yes, but in love, which means kindness. Alright? So, um, that's how simple it is. Now, it, I did want to say, okay, I'm listening to this and this describes me. I mean, I'm the closet terrorist, although I don't want to use that word. I'm the abuser. I'm the one that's been hurting people all over the place. Hey, that's okay. Jesus died for you too. And, and yeah, those things maybe, a lot of them, were wrong or sins, but they've been paid for by Jesus at the cross, all right? So that is great news. So how about this? How about you change that? Okay? So go repent and confess to God, to people that you've hurt. Uh, part of the AA thing, go make amends, all right? That's not for them. That's for you. Okay? And then ask God to forgive you, ask the people to you have hurt to forgive you, and then after both of those, maybe with some time, you can forgive yourself. Okay? And then guess what? You're not a closet terrorist anymore. You're not an abuser anymore. You're, you've gone from a bad guy to a good guy in one way of thinking about it. And I don't know anything better anyone could ever accomplish in their life from going to a bad guy to a good guy. That's breaking the cycle. One in a hundred, one in a thousand people ever truly break the cycle. You go from a closet terrorist to someone who um, loves and is kind and encourages and builds up other people, you've just gone from a bad guy to a good guy or girl. And um, if you never accomplish anything else the rest of your life, 
that is way more than most people accomplish. And you can feel great about that. And I believe God feels great about that every single time that happens. That's what happened to Paul. He was a major bad guy. He was killing Christians and had a transformational experience, repented, confessed, I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm going to try to, and, and became a major good guy. One of the best good guys of all time. You can do that for your family, for your company, for your friends, for yourself. So um, let's, um, let's start eliminating all terrorism, both, both um, world terrorism and closet. But the closet, man, three out of every four people. Be an agent of change in that area. And let's start talking about it. Have a wonderful, great, a wonderful blessed day.